0: Gentlemen, this is
1: Democracy Manifest. That's right. And we're going to start off the music news tonight with just a little update. We brought you a podcast uh, (laughs) a few weeks ago, maybe three to four weeks ago. I'm not going to tell you exactly how long because I can't remember. But it was all about uh, these new reforms aimed at helping live music and so-called vibrancy reforms that would help uh, the nightlife in general. In and around Sydney, they have passed the New South Wales both houses of New South Wales Parliament and have been made law, which is really, really good. It's called the Twenty Four Hour Economy Legislation Amendment Bracket Vibrancy Reforms it's Bill Twenty Twenty
0: Three. Very, very <laughs> vibrant bill name, isn't, oh,
1: it? isn't it? They're so good at that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it passed through both uh, both houses of Parliament, um, and it was it was first introduced in October, which is more than likely when we brought it to your thereabouts. But if you do want a proper refresher of this, go back into our podcast. It's called home brewed an Australian music podcast. We covered what these reforms mean in a lot more depth. Um, but just to gloss over them quickly for you, um, that they, they were more or less an untangling of this bureaucratic mess um, that had piled up over previous governments. And this was all around... Um, noise complaints and licensing regulations and hoops that venues needed to jump through in order to tick the boxes that allowed them to have live music and then also how easy it was for that to be taken away if say one resident didn't really like what they were hearing you know the age-old story of moved in a block away from a pub complain about the pub's live music that they've been doing forever and then that one resident gets the live music stopped at the
0: pub same thing happened at L- Luna Park and, you know, at many, many pubs in Sydney. So it was... About time that we, we had something done about this.
1: Yeah, yeah. The state, New South Wales, has seven agencies. Well, had, uh, depending on when these laws actually take effect, but seven agencies that accept noise complaints. Um, and through the changes, Liquor and Gaming New South Wales are going to take the lead in managing this against licensed venues specifically. Um, one set of laws for noise discernment, complaints against live music and performance venues, higher hurdles imposed for complaints, um, no ad- for a single complainant to close venues, which is very important because we have staggeringly seen that happen uh, over successive years throughout Sydney. Um, so, gone are the days where where that can occur. Uh, so, yeah, a, a lot of it, it's a lot of licensing stuff, but it's important. So, go check it out if you do want more more detail on that in our previous podcast. But either way, it's exciting times uh, when it comes to live music in and around uh, Sydney. And we know that part of the current New South Wales government's plan wasn't just to make these kind of policies very Sydney-centric. They identified some of the bigger hubs within the state, the Central Coast being one of them, that these kind of decisions are going to flow on to. So this isn't just a super Sydney-centric kind of set of laws or legislation. It actually extends far wider than that. And it's a really good thing for music lovers here on the coast too. So that's that. Um, we're going to hit, shoot on now to, to another story. If you're a Spotify user, are you a Spotify user? Did you get that notification that if I'm honest, I wait around probably with more excitement than
0: Christmas itself? It is very exciting because they sort of tease it, don't they? They sort of, I remember I got notified and they were saying, okay, you know, we've sort of finished, you know, adding up what you're listening to right now, your rap's coming, Make sure, you know, you don't miss it and they give you a prompt, you know, notify me when it's ready. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it's nearly that time of year again.
1: They, they, do, they know what they're doing. I genuinely get more excited by this than Christmas. But if you don't know what we're talking about, Spotify, the music streaming service, do this thing annually. It comes out on the 1st of December for every listener. Basically, they analyze, um, no doubt using a, a set of algorithms, your listening habits throughout the year. And they put together this kind of presentation that tells you about yourself. So who were your top five artists? What are your top 100 songs in order? And they put that in a playlist that you've listened to in the last 12 months. So the playlist side of it's really exciting because naturally it's the music that you like the most over the last 12 months packaged into a playlist. And as the years go by, it's like a little portal back to whatever your taste was at that time. Yeah. But it has all this data, like your favorite genre, what kind of a listener you are compared to others. Um, for example, Rolling Blackouts, Coastal Fever were my number one artist. I was told for the third or fourth year in a row that I was in their top 0.0 something percent of, <laughs> of listeners. Um, Which so is impressive. When it's your favorite band, you're like, yeah, that's, that's really cool. So it's, it's a really fun thing. Uh, but the other side of this and a lot of – smart musicians and the Musicians Union in America have used the Wrapped campaign, which is quite a big thing, to actually highlight, yeah, this is happening, Spotify is still paying us a pittance for our music.
0: Yeah, and one of the most vocal and sort of funny ways that we heard about this, sort of, I don't know whether it kick-started or not, but it was certainly a conversation starter is... Comedian Weird Al Yankovic actually made a video. So for those who did their apt, you probably would have likely gotten a video from either your number one artist or someone in your top five, or you might have seen other people's videos that the artist recorded for them. And they recorded these videos for Spotify to say thanks to the fans for streaming their music. And I'm going to try and play a clip for you here of what Weird Al actually said. Hey, how you doing? Al here. Uh, look, I'll make this really quick. I, I just wanna thank you all for your amazing support. It's my understanding that I had over 80 million streams on Spotify this year. So uh, if I'm doing the math right, that means I earned $12. So uh, you know, enough to get myself a nice sandwich at a restaurant. So from the bottom of my heart, thanks for your support and uh, thanks for the sandwich.
1: Weird Al telling it uh, exactly how it is <laughs> there, in a very Weird Al Jankovic kind of way, but it's a real problem, right? This is, this is not news that artists don't get remunerated very well at all for, for their streaming. 80 million streams, $12. I tried to do the math on that earlier. Um, they, they estimate that – so to clear up some confusion, you'll hear the paid per stream, and the fact is artists don't actually get paid per stream – but this is the way that the data is kind of boiled down so that we can understand it. So it's averaged out. The average pay per stream for artists is 0.003 US dollars, which is like, you know, obviously not even one cent. Um, It's like three one hundredths of a cent. Don't ask me
0: math questions. (laughs) I think think. of of one cent, it's... Formula One has helped me with my decimal point. Ah. So you go like... Tenths, hundreds, thousands. So maybe it's three thousandth of a cent.
1: It's something low, but I'm going to take that Formula One IQ for <laughs> yeah. sure. Uh, but boy ma- yeah, boy maths, <laughs> boy <laughs>
0: maths. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but um, yeah, kind of contrary to what a lot of people think, they're not actually paid per stream. Just for your information, they use a pro- what's called a pro rata royalty system. Um, to boil that down, you can imagine it this way. Last month, say Spotify generated $5 million and you're an artist and you received 100,000 streams of your music in that month. Um, If you can then imagine there were 8 billion streams across the entire platform in that month, your payout would be a ratio of those numbers. $625 is the figure that it lands on. Um, But you basically, you are paid a share of the total revenue pool based on how many streams you received compared to the entire platform, which... Is complex. So there's listeners, how many streams did Spotify get? How many streams have you got? And then how much money did Spotify make in that month? And they use that to calculate it. That boils down to essentially what we hear so often is 0.03003, 003, whatever it is, <laughs> a really, really small amount of money um, for artists. So in Australian terms, that's roughly 0.4 to 2.7, uh, uh, sorry, two zero point zero zero seven, just to be clear. Uh, but Obviously, that then, if you're an independent artist, great, but there are so many people who want a slice of that pie along the way. So what happens is labels, managers, whatever else, get their cut of that before it reaches the artist. So for Weird Al's case, I tried to do the 0.003 maths on his $80 million, and it ended up with more than $12, but I, I don't know if that's him just taking the piss or if – of course, it's got to go through whoever distributes, publishes, <laughs> yeah. releases his music,
0: and he gets 12 bucks in his hand. Being, being Weird Al, I wouldn't be surprised if it was either, to be fair. But I – because it's one of the – you hear 80 million streams, I got $12. And you go, oh, that's pretty funny. But then you also sort of break it down and you go, hang on, maybe, maybe he's not too far – off the mark because that 0.003 dollars is u.s dollars as well which <laughs> our economy is not great for australian musicians once you do the conversion
1: no no not at all so yeah it's either way it's small and that's the, the message that is is being raised here um the american-based music industry trade union which is called the united musicians and allied workers they kind of have used RAPT which is a big campaign. It's a a big marketing campaign essentially for Spotify too because if you're not a Spotify user, you're like, I want a slice of that. Um, And they have used it to remind people actually how Spotify payments work. Um, They've said one stat you won't find in your Spotify route is how much artists are paid for all that listening on the platform. Um, They put this down to a lack of regulation on streaming and the same applies here in Australia, as is the case with so many things despite what we may think about governments, they could change a lot of these things really quickly and, and I, I won't say easily, but it's definitely within their remit mm. to start regulating these and mandating that they actually pay artists a fairer share um, because we know these are incredibly profitable companies and we have artists that are, are not earning anything. And to compound this Spotify have recently brought in or will be bringing in next year, a new policy that means you'll, you won't get paid at all. Unless you get a thousand streams per year, which isn't heaps, and we, and and like the way they argue this is that they will pay out you know very small amounts that get eaten up by bank fees and labels and whatever else that never actually reach the artist, which is fair. But in setting that thousand rule, it's something like two thirds of the music on Spotify is then deemed ineligible for payment. So don't be fooled; they're saving a, a whole load of money, a truckload of money, and not paying these artists that that don't achieve that thousand streams over a calendar year.
0: So is this just songs on an artist Spotify? So for example, if an artist releases an album this year, goes really well, then they don't release anything next year, does that mean that they need a total of a thousand streams across their previously released stuff? to continue to make music from that it's it's per
1: track so a track would need to hit a minimum threshold of a thousand plays a year before any money is paid out um and right. there's yeah they're saying it'll stop payments getting lost in the system they say spotify hosts well over 100 million tracks tens of millions of them have been streamed between one and a thousand times over the past year and on average those tracks generated 0.03 dollars per month because labels and distributors require a minimum amount to withdraw, usually 2 to $50 per withdrawal, and banks charge a fee for the transaction, usually $1 to $20, this money often doesn't reach the uploaders, and these small payments are forgotten about. They also add that there's this side of people kind of trying to gain the system by mass uploading certain tracks that get enough plays to just make them a bit of money. So it's not actual music.
0: Yeah, it's, it can certainly happen. And what if you release a song on December 28th? Do you have enough time for that to generate a 1,000 streams and then because one track didn't reach a 1,000, you're not getting paid? That's a good question. I mean, I
1: suppose so long as it hit the number in the next year, which you'd hope. But either way... There's still a lot of artists that might not get a thousand streams. This is per track. So they might get 950 streams on a whole album, which is still money they're entitled to that wouldn't, that that would, you know, like get them something that's being taken away. So we've got these two things happening at once. They're saving so much money in doing this, but they're still not paying artists any good. And they've previously spent millions on court cases to not pay artists a good amount of money. So while we're all wrapped up in the wrapped, Uh, It is worth remembering that artists are still getting shafted when it comes to royalties for their
0: streaming. Yeah, so many musicians that we come across in this show, you go on their Spotify and you have like the less than a thousand streams on a lot of their music because they're getting a start. And the only way that they sort of get encouraged to continue, I guess, would be when you get your paycheck for that sort of thing because – You know, if you do any internship, you do it for free, it's because you're getting a bit of exposure. You sort of might be dabbling or trying out something new. You then get a paycheck to do that thing. You're going to be a lot more motivated to continue to do that work. And if these musicians aren't getting that first little paycheck for their thousand streams, what are the odds that they go, well, I'm not making any money from this. I need to make money, especially in this climate and the way that the financial crisis is going, what are the odds that they give up on their dream and they stop? And how many musicians could we potentially lose to that because they need to make money and they, even the small pittance that they make off Spotify could be enough for them to continue, you know, to justify doing it in their head.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's something at least, but I mean, in a perfect world, they'd be, they'd be getting paid a lot more and they should be getting paid a lot more from these incredibly, popular and profitable companies. But the, we've got this flip side where the music market's never been so saturated because of streaming and because of how easy it is now to make music. That's a big tick, that's a great thing. Uh, but that means that you the, the, the saturation of artists means that the money gets spread out and and is drastically reduced too. So the point you are making before in terms of artists not getting enough money to kick on and keep doing these things, We ask this hypothetical question again, what have we lost? What are we losing every day in artists that in another universe, in another time, in just a certain set of circumstances would have been great, but cost of living, they're not making enough money off their artistry right now. They've got to pack it in and focus on a full-time job because it's so hard to make money anywhere in music. These are, yeah, I mean, these are big questions we don't have the answer to, but we're losing things that we don't even know we've lost, which is always... a a concerning thought and you you don't know what you've lost in total.
0: Yeah, because the the thing is a lot of these musicians who might give up, what they could actually bring to the world or just to, you know, a handful of people through their artistry could completely change their lives. But instead they have to give up and do a full-time job in in an industry where they might not really be making an impact but they're doing a nine-to-five because it pays the bills. You know, it's the societal weight that we're losing as a result of this could be, you you mentioned in a different world with the economy and whatnot, but in a different world where arts are taken a bit more seriously and it's actually paid on that to reflect the, the weight that they do have on society as a whole, that would be a society that we would both certainly like to live in, but it's unfortunately not the reality at the moment.
1: No, no, not at all. And again, we go back to, you know, you can blame the, the profit, profit-driven companies for chasing profits, but that's what they're gonna do. This is where regulation needs to come in to ensure that artists are getting paid their fair share because that's what's generating all of the money for Spotify, it's the musicians on it. Of course, they've put together the platform, credit, it's a good platform. But you need to pay people who are making you all of that money and this is where governments could change that and don't. And so long as they keep not changing that, we're going to be denied a fully, uh, like a, a fully artistic mm. society. You know what I mean? We're only going to get a fraction of that because everyone's going to work and pay the bills and, yeah. and art don't pay.
0: And, you know, we spoke about AI a couple of weeks ago as well and the impact that that could have on future releases and Spotify's profits, as well because if it's AI generated then they don't necessarily have to pay anyone for the music that's going and then Spotify gets paid out of the royalties and they don't then have to pass that on to the musicians. So it's it's certainly a space to, to really watch quite closely and, you know, maybe lobby your governments and, and see if you can have an impact that way because it is something that we, we do need to address before it sort of escalates any further.
1: Or in ten years we'll all be listening to the robots. Yeah. And, and and you'll say, we weren't warned. And then I'll say, yeah, Cam and I warned you on Homebrewed.
0: We did, but you didn't you did. listen. You weren't listening. we're waffle too much and you like a well-polished show. Maybe you'll be happy with robot Homebrewed. Maybe, maybe <laughs> yeah, you'll we'll prefer- be replaced. <laughs> maybe, maybe you'll <laughs> maybe like we them do a better our job. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs>
1: it all at www.homebrew.au.
0: Why is it not your internet homepage right
1: now? Yeah, if it's not, I, I don't see any other reason why you would need to use the internet other than to access <laughs> our content. And if there is another reason, I'd like you to email it to me, and I can deem whether it's worthy or not. And that email can be found at www.homebrew.au.